Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tribune Audio Network. You're the mom, the maid, the keeper of the cookies. You do it all and you look good doing it. It's parenthood on a mother level. Powered by the Quad City Moms blog. Here's your host, Denise Hanitka. Hey, everybody. It's On a Mother Level. I'm Denise Hanitka in the WQAD podcast studio, and I'm excited because my very first mother-daughter duo is in the studio with me. Katie and Kathy are here. Ladies, welcome. (laughs) Hi, Denise. Hi, Mom. Hi, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best that the podcast studio has ever smelled. (laughs) Because these ladies are going to talk about Lillian Pine, and it's a um, natural skincare line that you can get here in the Quad Cities. And it's just the freshest, richest smelling products. And you guys have made me a believer. And I have one of my favorites here um, that I want to talk to you about later. But... Um, we have a lot of ground to cover. I'm so glad you guys are here. So let's begin where we always do with our on a mother level moments. Are you both prepared with your mom win on a mother level moments? Who wants to start? Always. Uh, mom, <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. Well, I will start. But first, I want to say a big thank you to you because we got to meet you through Lillian Pine at the summer social at the market. I'm so glad. Because you're awesome. <laughs> and we, thank you guys so much. I think so you had much. your little one with you that day. We got I to meet did. Too. Yes. Everett was with me that day. He hung out the whole day and he was, I mean, he was a champ. He just hung out in my little, um, you know, carrier thingy and we picked out some wonderful smelling stuff and so glad. So I got, um, and we'll talk about this later, but I got some of that, um, the bath bomb in a jar, and I just love giving my kids baths with that stuff because the smell just like feels so fresh, and it you know it starts Aww. to smell like home after a while. Mm, you know yes. what I mean? So anyway, mm. well, uh, we won't get great. too far you down. You had the whole team that day. Yes, the WQAD team was there. We did a lot of good work for Dress mm. for Success. It was such it a was good fun. event. Well, we appreciate so, your support you of it. Bet. So on to my mom moment. Um, it's this. Who who would have thought someday I'd be sitting here in your studio with your podcast? Oh my god! And my daughter. I don't know how <laughs> it could be bigger than that for me, Denise. So I thank you. You're and so welcome. We'll talk more as yeah. we go along. And you know, being a mother, I have two children, so I I can't just talk about one, right? Right. Um, last night I got it. Katie's email like, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, she can, and she will later. What She'll other kid? <laughs> <laughs> I got a, a LinkedIn message from my son, and he was connecting a friend of ours on LinkedIn, and he lives in Idaho. 
And I thought of how very hard he works to keep Idaho and Iowa connected. And Katie knows this very well through their daughter, too. So big mom moment here with my daughter. Um, never dreamed I would be doing this. Oh, that's awesome. What does your son do out in Idaho? He is the associate career center director for the University of Idaho. Very cool. How long has he been doing that? Uh, seven years. And w we'll talk later. He's our also our environmental resource consultant. Oh, that's yes. very cool. Yeah. Really keeping it all in the family with Lillian Pine. <laughs> totally. Yes. All right, Katie, what's your mother level moment? Okay, um, I had a mom win and a mom fail, a two for one this weekend, <laughs> yes. all in the same hour. It was great. So my best friend in the world, maid of honor in our wedding, was having a three-year-old birthday party for her adorable daughter, Alice, complete with ponies and everything. And so oh. I thought, I'm going to be a good friend, and I'm going to drive to Des Moines, and I'm going to go to this party. And so I got the present ahead of schedule. It arrived on time. I woke up early, and I leisurely wrapped a birthday present. Like, how often does that happen? Usually, like, we're tearing tape with our teeth, oh, yeah. and we're Stuffing telling our husband, are you going to get in the shower? In the car. You know, <laughs> it's just a really nice, relaxed moment. Tied the perfect bow. My daughter and I made a painting for her daughter. It was really nice. And we left 15 minutes early um, to get to the noon party. And as we were getting in the car, I handed my daughter the invitation, said, don't forget your ticket for the party. And as I was handing it to her, saw that the party starts at 1030, an hour and a half earlier than we planned to be there. So... Oh, um, no. we were early for a noon party, but it was not a noon party. So <laughs> oh, no. we got there for the last half an hour, you know, and I was saying to my friend, let me know if you need anything. We'll pick it up on our way. And she's like, what time do you think you're coming? I'm like 1130. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm like, wasn't that your cue? She's like, I just thought maybe you didn't want to leave early, you know? Oh my gosh. So Very was it just room. one of those situations where you had it in your head that it was noon? Cause that happens to me all the time. Yeah. I told told myself that it was at noon because yeah. I saw noon on the invitation as my daughter was grabbing it out of my hands. I was like, good enough for me. That's all. Yep. The that's the kind of journalist I am. <laughs> all the information. I got the facts. And oh, <laughs> so no. what was this like really beautiful morning turned into a two and a half hour car ride of Nathan and I like, okay, we'll print a schedule and on Sunday night is calendar night. And you know, so it, that um, he's like, you're really freaking out. I'm like, this is not the car ride we were supposed to have. It's fall no. and it's beautiful and we're enjoying this. <laughs> oh gosh, that's hilarious. So it was a two for one. Uh, it was kind of the best and the worst all at once. Well, and think about it. You walked in there with the most gorgeously wrapped <laughs> gift. And so everyone was like, who is this spectacular woman with the fancy yeah. gift? She and must be late because yeah. of that <laughs> gift, but worth it for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's fantastic. And I loved how she had shared, Denise, that they took their daughter for a practice pony ride for the party. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wait, I was like what? killing it as a mom. We, we took her for a practice pony ride and um, um, what do you call that farm? Oh my gosh. I'm it's forgetting over in Alpha. In Alpha. Okay. Oh, the country corner? Country yes. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We even went for a practice pony ride. Oh my and gosh. And they had to cancel the ponies because it was so cold. So my husband came in and said we would have been on time if there was ponies. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested in the rehearsal of the pony ride. Does Sadie sometimes get like nervous or what was the purpose of the practice pony ride? Uh, 
Because there was a pony there, okay. and so we said just available. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Because <laughs> how often does a pony fall from the sky in front of you and very you true know, at a country corner? So <laughs> that's how that happened. <laughs> so my mother level moment is I decided to go with Abram today on his class field trip. This is his very first class field trip. He's three, and. I'm sure you guys know that sometimes like the weirdest things make you feel emotional about being a mom. Like there's nothing all that interesting about a field trip. But for some reason, I was like, it's his very first one, which I don't know. For some reason, it just made me kind of feel a little like, I don't know, sad. So I went with him to Pride of the Wapsie and I drove separately. They were taking like the little bus or whatever thing. And I got there and I'll be honest with you, he was not happy to see me. <laughs> and, and he wasn't mad, but I think he was just sort of like, you know, mom, I do my thing right now with these people and you're not typically part of this, oh my you gosh. know, and I'm, I'm totally, I'm putting these words in his mouth because he certainly didn't, you know, like lash out irrationally or something, but, but I just felt like he was sort of like, I'm. I'm with these people. <laughs> Mom, I don't come to your podcast right. with my snacks. Right, exactly. Like, let's just keep up the boundaries. So I kind of, I, I declare that sort of a, a win because he was, I mean, he's fine where he's at. Do you know what I mean? And his little routine and his people. And there's, there's something good about being able to know that he's cool. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't need his mom right now. And that's awesome. And then the other cool thing that happened is we took a little hayride out into the, the pumpkin patch and they let the kids each pick out their own pumpkin. And he kept picking up these little pumpkins and then just casting them aside. And then he'd pick up another one and just cast that one aside as well. And I had no idea like why he was being so particular about these pumpkins. Um, and he later was like, ah, oh, this one's so dirty. This one is just so dirty. And then at some point he picked up the most roundest, cutest, greenest pumpkin. <laughs> and he said, this is my favoritest pumpkin. And so we went home with a forest green Oh my God! Pumpkin, and he's so delighted with it. And you will so, never forget this experience. That's so a God win. bless yes. him yeah. for picking the green pumpkin, kind of like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. <laughs> he saw that <laughs> pumpkin, and he wanted to bring it home. And gosh darn it, we did. So bravo! Yeah. He was thinking all these other ones are rotten and orange. <laughs> yeah, They're past know. their date. Yeah, you know? look at all these basic the kids one. with their orange ones, like. So. A fresh bravo to you because yeah. you yeah. just paved the way for showing up at post prom <laughs> when he's in high school. <laughs> I know. I wondered if he was like, come on, like, come on. I'm here probably the lopsy. Get out. <laughs> um, and I was really happy to have that moment with him today because I kind of had a bummer moment with him earlier this week. So on Sunday nights, this is my um, my mom fail moment. On Sunday nights, I, I don't, do you guys get the Sunday scaries where you just have a harder time sleeping Sunday nights and stuff? So I I decided I was going to take a little Unisom on Sunday and it knocked me out really, really good. And we had, we were letting Abram sleep in our bed on Sunday night because he was talking about how his stomach had hurt and we had eaten some questionable sushi earlier in the day. So I was like, oh great, now his stomach hurts. He can sleep in our bed. Well, I took this Unisom and it really knocked me out and he starts crying in the middle of the night and he's inconsolable, but I am so knocked out and I'm so tired that my immediate reaction was not, I'm, I wasn't super proud of it because I just was, why are you crying? It's the middle of the night, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I was very angry with him. And the only reason I was angry is because mm -hmm. I was highly medicated. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and 
because it was just I it, I was just not it, my right self. So mm-hmm. I felt terrible about it, and I talked to my husband about it, and I and I said that I was like even embarrassed that he saw that I was mm-hmm. unnecessarily angry at just a little boy who wanted a glass of water in the middle of the night, you know. Mm-hmm. So I hope that my little pride of the Wopsy poppin <laughs> <laughs> helped him forget when I yelled at him for wanting a cup of water in the middle of the night. Reassure you that he will, <laughs> because. I have many years of missing moments as a mom. Yeah. You will disappoint your children. You will never mean to. They may cry, but they will, you will always love your boys. They will always love you. And he's never going to remember that moment. I hope not. Well, I can say this. Sometimes now as a, mo- a new mom um, to Sadie, I will share, um, just as you guys were talking about, I think you and Jessica were just talking about this. Sometimes that first reaction, we're just so later ashamed. Like, why was that my first reaction? Right. So I'll share with my mom sometimes. Like, it's mom confessional, Lillian Pine, once in a while. And yeah. I'm like, I lost my temper. Or, you know, and she'll say, Katie, oh, God, all the times. And I'm like, whoa, what times? When did you ever lose <laughs> your temper with me? Like, I don't remember. Oh, wow. She's had to tell me later that she which kind of hurt my feelings I was like I don't remember you losing your temper with me what for like you know (laughs) what could I have possibly done but I have no memory of that like in my memory she was always just patient with us and like everything was all good and she's like oh I'm so glad you don't remember me losing my stuff I'm like nope don't way back on Pine Street on Pine Street yeah (laughs) even Lily Avenue I think you lost your patience quite a few I'm, a, I'm just assuming. You yeah. Did. I don't remember. But yeah. So. But you move on. You get over it. And it's not like a permanent scar by any means. That's right. Do you have a not so great mom moment this week, Kathy? Oh, this week. Like I said, I have. You years. just jammed our printer <laughs> earlier before we left. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Truth be told. Here we go. So we're getting ready for this podcast. And we have our volunteer there, St. Sue. And we'll talk more about her. And. You know, we, we know we were thinking about the podcast, but we had orders to get out, and that's good because that's our business. Exactly. And the label maker jams. <laughs> and I'm looking around here at your equipment, and you have a, probably a whole team to manage that. You're looking at right. the IT team right here. <laughs> Crack team. So oh I'm on God. YouTube looking for a video. I'm on Google. Katie's like, can I help? I'm like, no, I've got this. I didn't have it. Oh, we no. took turns taking over the situation like two or three times. I was like, my turn, now my turn. And yeah, it was. <laughs> and then both of us afterwards like, we know we're nervous about this, but we're just going to let it go and leave it at Lillian Pine. And we did. Yeah. And it's working because Katie fixed it. <laughs> Katie to the rescue. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have a lot of fails, but you happen to have one today. So we had to share it. Absolutely. And it wasn't even your fault. It was really the printer. She was just standing there. Well, it was my fault because I took a piece out, Denise, and I didn't know how to put it back in. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't work without it. So this piece is now back in place? It's working like just a little angel of a printer. Oh, my gosh. Printers are made to fail. Like printers are made to be total garbage. I mean, who, who's ever had a printer that they're like, this thing yeah. is Ours is, is great. a sensor, though, for when we're, like, short on time. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it's it short knows. on ink. Even <laughs> we just bought, like, $1,000 worth of new toners, it feels like, on Amazon. Yeah, it just has a sensor for when we don't need it to fail. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I know everyone is replaying that office space moment in their head where they're smashing <laughs> PC the load letter. <laughs> PC load you know, we've got favorite. some really big, beautiful windows in our spaces you've seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been 10 
tempting. Gangster <laughs> rap and baseball bats. Yeah, have circled my mind like a little, yeah, mobile in a crib when I looked at my printer. I've always wanted to do that with like an old breast pump. <laughs> you know what I mean? You talked about exclusively pumping recently. Mm. Girl, plate, yep. Mm -hmm. And the club. Did you do the same? Yes, but Brutal. I, I think I made it just shy of the six month mark. Yeah. Good for you. But That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. God, it's a terrible club. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible club. It's awful. And if somebody doesn't understand what it means, it's no. like, well, let me tell you. And they're like, I don't care. I'm just standing yeah, next right. to you in high V. Why do I need to hear that you're exclusively pumping? <laughs> I'm about to check oh, out. Oh, did you notice I'm holding this this pack of membranes that costs $14.99? <laughs> did you want to talk about this? <laughs> Katie, what's your um, mom fail moment? Oh, that was my mom fail moment where I went to the party late. Oh, that's yes. right. Okay. All yes. in one. A big yeah, combo a platter. You're yeah. right. Um, I do have another mom fail moment, though, that I can share with we you. We love it. Uh, <laughs> I've, yeah, we have both, I think, a lot. Win, fail, win, fail. Um, I have a sweet tooth, and um, we always keep snacks in the car, like emergency yeah. snacks. And my daughter recently, I offered her some cookies, and she said, all done, and kind of handed them to me. So I was like, okay, all done. And we were about 10 minutes from home, and I was like, my tummy is rumbling. So I, I was like, I'll have a few of these, you know, these really, Gerber makes really good snack food and it's all low calorie. <laughs> so as I'm eating her last cookie, her arrowroot biscuit, she goes, cookie, more cookie. <laughs> and it's like crumbs on my mouth, shame in my eyes. I'm like, I'm driving, you know, on the freeway and I'm like, oh, Oh, we're almost home. I couldn't tell her, like, no. We Mommy don't have just it. housed these we're arrowroot almost cookies. Home. And she starts crying for <laughs> cookies, please. And I can see her, like, doing the sign language for please. And oh. I'm just, I'm kind of just dying a little bit on the inside, you know. So that just, that's a mom fail. Like, I ate all my kids' cookies <laughs> and made her cry because I was hungry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I mean... I will say you probably needed it more than her. You know what I mean? Because you, you're like, you've got to keep this operation moving. I had to drive a car. I know. She just had to sit there in a seatbelt. You seat can't belt. have low blood sugar and be, you know, faint at <laughs> the wheel. To, thank you, Denise. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so mom went. I didn't crash this the car. This was about health for... and safety. Thank you. <laughs> yes. You need to take For converting that into a big win. <laughs> um, so I, I've never tried these arrowroot cookies. Oh, don't. They're so good. Really? Yeah, they're Are really good. Are you talking about like the, like the teething cookies? Yeah, I think they're in that teething range. But I mean, uh, my daughter's done teething and she's not over them. And I've been yeah. done teething for a while and I'm not over them. They're, they're really in good. In a blue and white bag and then they're on the top shelf at high <laughs> Not that I would know that. Because <laughs> we bought, I just recently bought the, um, you know, like the little baby cheese curls, mm -hmm. you know, oh, forever. Yes. But baby those, Cheetos. Yeah, you know, those ones that like dissolve in their oh, little yes. mouths. Those kind of taste stale to me. Those don't mm -hmm. taste great. But the, no. the cookies, those are legit, huh? Yeah, the cookies are legit. And the puffs or whatever you call them, yes, I would agree with yes. you, they're stale. I would only know because I've eaten like three containers of them. Those <laughs> things are like super low calorie snacks. I know, I did notice that for like 12 of them, it's like 35 calories. <laughs> yeah, and not a lot of like added sugar. So I have like, I have definitely housed down some of those. I've bought a few just for me. So Nathan will say like, what snacks do you and Sadie need? You know, because he knows we eat the same food. Where do you stand on yogurt bites? 
I like them, but we can't keep them around because she has like a junky like reaction okay. to them. If she sees like cabinets open and just even sees a package that's like shiny <laughs> like that and she yeah. bikes, 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 and she just will hear bikes for the next hour. Oh gosh, that's really cute. I what love do you when feel kids about those? Well, um, we've been giving them to Everett and uh, like it just grosses me out that they're so like milky. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yes. even his, like, little drools are, like, this thick whiteness. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just kind of gross. Uh-huh. But yeah. Abram r- still really likes those. And I think he'd forgotten about them. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we're giving them to Everett. And he's like, oh, oh. great. Yeah. These again. They're, they're back. A creepy snack. Because if you ever let them sit out and they're able to catch some air, they really turn to edible glue. Like, you oh, cannot. Chew. They go from being, like, a Lucky Charms marshmallow. Yeah. And then as soon as they oxidize, they are disgusting. They are glued. Yeah. So they're they're a creepy little snack. And yogurt bites are one of those things that there's like a Pinterest recipe for where you can make them on your own if you just like fill the Ziploc bag with the yogurt. And just thinking about it makes me so angry (laughs) about anybody who has (laughs) the time to be making these stupid things on their own. You've talked about this before. We have two currencies, time or money. And like exactly. I definitely have a little bit more cash for mm-hmm. yogurt bites than I have time to make them. 100%. Because, just because they're so cheap. 100%. I'm with mm-hmm. you. Uh, Moms in the headlines, you guys. This one deals with Sesame Street adding a new character. Okay, so the headline of this article is Sesame Street addresses opioid crisis as Muppet's mother battles addiction. Okay, and so I'll be honest with you. The very first... Um, impression that I had of Sesame Street introducing addiction into their uh, curriculum, if you will, was, can can we not? Can we not? I automatically just had a reaction of, these are kids. What are we thinking? And then I'm reading the article along and, and it gave me a little bit more clarity. So the Muppet's name is Carly, and she will reveal that she's been living in foster care because her mother is dealing with addiction. That backstory will be in online-only segments, part of the Sesame Street and Communities Initiative, okay? So in one video, Carly will tell Elmo that her mom attends meetings every day to stay healthy, and she goes to meetings with other kids to share her own experience. Now here's the stat that really opened my eyes. According to Sesame Workshop, 5.7 million kids under the age of 11 live with a parent battling a substance abuse disorder. Nearly 6 million kids, that's one in eight kids who are dealing with some sort of substance abuse issue in their household. And then you think, okay, there might need to be a kid-friendly outlet for, um, you know, to address this this issue. And... um, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, to me, it makes sense that it would be online only. And to me, that, that's, that says that that would be used maybe a classroom setting or a counseling setting or something where you can, you can give it to the kids who need it and you don't have to give it to kids who, you know, maybe mm-hmm. just don't need adult information in their life right now. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, guess I kind of stood in two different places on that topic. What do you that's think? That's understandable, Denise. Um, and yet, when you turn on the TV, that conversation is there for anyone who wants to listen. It's in social media. Young children have access to parents' phones. Honestly, they could scroll through them better than I can. Yeah. So information is out there. But is it the right information? Is it the information that's helping children? So I applaud Sesame Street for taking this to a mm-hmm. national com- conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that children get support, the kind of support they need when they need it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we all want our children to be happy, and they, they deserve to be happy and healthy. And, um, and have a parent who can give those things to mm -hmm. them. Exactly. I, I volunteered for Habitat for Humanity for a long time. I still do. And we always talked about that the anchor for having a stable home increases the security and the well-being of children. So I kind of compare it to that. Anything we can do to help those children feel more secure, to increase their esteem and their well-being, will pay huge dividends mm -hmm. in the future. And Katie and I have had some conversations mm -hmm. about this, too. Yeah, yeah. And I can understand. And it's, an, I think, a normal reaction to think, we're talking about drugs on Sesame Street, really. Right. Um, but we're talking, we're not talking about how to get high on Sesame Street. We're talking about how to get well on Sesame Street. And um, like you pointed out too, it is available, you know, online. And I think that's so great that foster parents or, yeah, good um, point. you know, children's services are able to say, hey, here, we know who our audience is mm -hmm. here and we can, you know, show this to kids. Kid, Sesame Street is a place where adults and kids feel cozy. And there's a lot of kids who um, don't have a cozy home life that maybe need a cozy place to hear a message that meets them exactly where they are. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I liked about this initiative so much is the positive recovery language that they use. There's such a negative connotation around people who are in the throes of addiction, and that's understandable. And a lot of that negative connotation makes it such a shameful thing to come forward, definitely cop to it, and get well. And this positive language that I, I think they... they almost portrayed the parents as doing the brave thing, doing the thing that's good for the family. And that's exactly what recovery is. There is no shame in recovery. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that this not only um, helps the kids feel supportive of what's good, that if recovery is part of their life, it is in their best interest and it's brave of their parents to do it. And I hope that the parents who get to hear this message are reinforced by the idea that it is a, such a brave thing to do to stand up and say, I need to get well and I need help to do that. And so I'm, I'm here and I'm saying that. And so I was proud of Sesame Street for, um, for talking about it in that way. And for anyone who's listening, they, you know, the stats are now from a new Gallup poll that half of over half of American adults know somebody who struggles with one form of addiction or another. So probably if you're, you're listening, you know, maybe that's you, maybe you're one of the two, you know, mm -hmm. that are listening that know somebody that's struggling with this. And, and I hope this conversation gives you the reminder that it is such a brave thing for somebody to be in recovery mm -hmm. and that there's no shame in it. And I'm fortunate enough that I get to mentor inside Scott County jails. I get to go behind the walls and unofficially mentor um, some of the inmates through, they have so many wellness programs in Scott County Jail. It's amazing. And so I get to work one-to-one um, -one with a lot of women whose children are in foster care or living with a family friend or living with grandma. And I, it, it is amazing. Nothing strips parents from children more than addiction. And so it's only fair for these kids to have the resources that that meet them exactly where they are. 
I know you're here to talk about Lillian Pine, <laughs> but like now you've totally piqued my curiosity with your work inside the jail. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like how did, how did that start? They allow people, I mean, you have to go through quite a bit of background sure. check and, um, and whatnot, but they have programs anywhere from yoga to meditation to parenting classes, teaching fathers to be fathers. So if you are interested in being a, a volunteer in Scott County Jail, you can contact Jennifer Rice at Scott County um, Sheriff's Office. But yeah, I, I got that opportunity and, you know, I won't talk a lot about that, but it is, you know, the closest touch that I have to seeing how much children are affected mm -hmm. by this and, and how much it separates kids from parents. It really does. And I mean, what can you share about, um, you know, the women's perspective? They don't want to be there either. No. They don't like knowing that their child is suffering or no. hurting and they can't be there. It's, it's devastating. And so um, for Sesame Street to have positive language around recovery, I will say from what I can see, it is the rare, the few, the brave that are in recovery. And so mm -hmm. that should be applauded because it is, it does take a lot of bravery. And um, there's nothing more inspiring than seeing a parent go from being a zero to a hero to their kid. Who doesn't like a comeback story? Mm -hmm. I mean, every character that we love in movies is a comeback kid from something. And so um, it doesn't happen often, but occasionally I get to see that comeback story. And there's nothing more brave than, you know, a parent who stands up and gets well, you know, puts on their own masks so that they can be there for mm -hmm. their kids. And um, it's, it's such a privilege to be part of. And we your article, while it's a difficult, tough conversation, and, and by your own, you know, comment, you could go in a couple of different directions yeah. with this. But the fact that we're talking about this and people are listening is a very positive thing. So we think that Sesame Street, we say thank you to them for raising yeah. the national conversation. Well, and Sesame Street has done it brilliantly in the past. They've handled homelessness, military families. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, if, if anybody's going to talk about it, Sesame Street, you know, seems to be the right outlet because they know exactly how to handle mm -hmm. it. They do. And if this were, you know, we were talking with St. Sue about this before we came in and she said, you know, if it were cancer, Sesame Street would would be able to talk about this and addiction as a disease like any other. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing, Denise, about opioid addiction is that, you know, a lot of people are born with the predisposition to be an addict. You know, your brain is just formed that way and it's a genetic trait. But with opioid addiction, it doesn't care if you're an addict or not. It can turn you into one just by its very powerful yeah. nature. And so um, it turns people who don't even have a a predisposition to be an addict into a full-blown addict in mm -hmm. a short amount of time. So, well, I really admire that um, that you do that work in the jail because mm -hmm. I imagine that it would be very hard to leave all your judgments at the door, you know, and to um, to look at each person as a person, as a mom, um, as a daughter. Mm -hmm. I just think that's, that's you know a really brave funny, thing to do. Um, is that 
it's so humbling because when we talk, you realize how much we're all alike. You know, like somebody in a jumpsuit, you might think, oh, we have a, we have a lot of differences here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I drove in a Buick and you came, you know, in shackles. And when you get to talk to people, how much we're the same, we're just all the same. And I had the good fortune to grow up on Pine Street and Lily Avenue with the parents that I did and somebody else didn't. And that gave us two different trajectories in life. And that's the only other difference. But if you get us talking about boys or how much yeah. we love our babies or our birth stories, yeah. you know, you realize we're like, we are the same. Like we are, we would, we are the same people. We just have different circumstances. And so, I mean, it's, uh, that makes it easy to leave my judgments at the door yeah. and just feel blasted with gratitude. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm a lucky person. Kathy, are you blown away just listening to your daughter talk I am. right I'm now? Listening to her, and I'm thinking, you know, as a journalist too, um, that was her major. Yeah. In college was journalism, and it's a journalism. This is a national conversation. So, how how do we continue the conversation? How do you, as a a, a journalist, continue mm -hmm. this conversation? I'm I'm sure many times you are sharing things. Maybe you agree or disagree. But you have the responsibility of bringing that right. news to the people. Mm -hmm. And w one thing that we struggle with, too, is making it human. Because if we put a counselor on or if we put a talking head on, <laughs> someone wearing a suit and tie, <laughs> that message just isn't getting across. Mm -hmm. But it's also very hard to get someone who wants to share their story on a television camera. You know, that's not easy either. And really what touches people most is the human stories, the humanity of mm -hmm. knowing that this is, you know, this is a person who has a story and you will relate to them in some way, even if you don't expect to. Um, so that's, that's the thing that we struggle with, particularly in television news is, is that human touch, mm -hmm. you know, that makes, a lot of that sense. makes sense. Yes. Um, ladies, I want to, um, keep it moving and I want to get into Lillian Pine. Okay. So this is where we will have some fun because we went down some dark places now, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so Katie, tell me how long, uh, Lillian Pine has been around. Lillian Pine officially launched as a little Etsy shop in April of 2017. And why did you want to start it? Well, I did and I didn't, um, it actually just started as a hobby and then kind of s that snowball effect occurred. And I've heard other business owners talk about it kind of developed a life of its own. Okay. And I just was done telling it no, you know, like, okay, you know what, you can be a full blown business. And I had a full time job and at the, it, it was just a small startup. There were only three of us and one of our colleagues moved to start up in Iowa City. And I said to my then employer, I said, I'm giving you my one year notice in one year, you know, I, I'm going to start yeah. this business. So you have wh what, how much did I think of myself? You have another year <laughs> to replace Best me. Best of luck to you. <laughs> yeah. And he was so great. He was like, uh, as a business owner, I know how much passion is involved in wanting to start a business. And, you know, he was able to work with me so I could make that happen a little sooner than I planned. So, um, when I noticed that this, was becoming like another full-time job. I would get home from my full-time job at six and then work until like two or three in the morning. And keep in mind, I was like a newlywed at this time. And so okay. um, I realized, I think this is actually a full-time job we're looking at, but I, w I was ready to launch it like in a year from then, not, you know, in like two weeks from then, but we, you know, 
everything happens for a reason. And, and, and there's another great mom connection, why this business started. Yeah. And that goes back to Katie's mother-in-law. Yeah, this was never supposed to be a thing. Like, I, this lotion wasn't supposed to be, it wasn't supposed to exist, and I wasn't supposed to make it, except that I was on a road trip. Um, I think we had been married three months, and my husband and I went to visit our in-laws, his parents, in the mountains of New Mexico, and we were there for Thanksgiving and we were, my mother-in-law and I were in the backseat in the mountains of New Mexico and just talking and she was sharing with me her sugar scrub recipe. I was like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to spend the weekend with you, but I also can't wait to get back home and make that. You know, yeah. Can you email that to me? So she emailed that to me and like the obsession set in. And then that Christmas, she gave me um, a card with a hundred dollar bill in it and said, go do something fun with it. And I took it to Greatest Grains in the health market in Hy-Vee and yeah. bought like the essential oils that I'd really been wanting. Okay. And so um, she didn't know that she just gave me seed money to start a business. And it, it took off from there. I just, it was just meant for us to make, for me to make products for our new home as newlyweds. Okay. And it just took off. I always made more than I needed. And so I, I didn't want to waste any of it. So I would give it to friends and family. And then they would come back and say, can you put together like a gift basket for a bridal shower or something? And I was like, of course I can, I think, you know, and I, that's how orders started coming in. When did you start branching out from the sugar scrub? Okay. No. When did we narrow it down? Like, okay. is really what happened okay. because the sugar scrub quickly turned into, as my husband said, like elbow serum and counter <laughs> <laughs> granite shine spray. He's like, I think I saw a bottle once that said tooth sparkle on it. <laughs> he still will sometimes go tooth sparkle. And so he was like, you know, it was the best advice actually anyone had given me is he said, why don't you stick to your core competencies? And I got to say, I don't think any kind of teeth products are it, but your right. lotion is like the stuff. Like okay. that is amazing. And so he was so right. And I still, we still come back to that all the time. I would love to make a million different things, but sticking to our core competencies. So when we launched, we actually only had lotion and soap, no elbow serum okay. at all. You know, no but gosh, sparkle. mom, didn't I make you every kind of apothecary good ever? I'm like, it's American Rose Beauty Spray. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it was a little insane. Well, and I love it because, <laughs> you know, I grew up in the land of Bath and Body Works was the only, you know, like lotion product mm -hmm. that, you know, smelled good. I used to work there. Did you really? Yes. Did you take all their trade secrets? <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I took all their trade secrets and put them down the disposal. Like that. I mean, well, because you do, you're, you do something completely different. I should not say that. I need to have more gratitude because I smelled like Bath and Body Works for most of my life, yeah. but I didn't know I was allergic to most of it. Really? Yeah. I just thought most people feel kind of groggy and headachey, and it wasn't. <laughs> I started making my own stuff. I'm like my skin's cleared up, and I don't always have a headache. Like yeah. an hour after I put stuff on like a dull little headache. Yeah. So anyways, I should have more gratitude towards them. I, I love Bath and Body Works. <laughs> they gave you a very good start in this but, business. But yeah, a lot of the chemicals, like I don't, I don't want to put them on my body. Well, so yeah, I'm not trying to tell you to give away recipes here, but, but what is the, the basics of your products? The basics are plant-based fats okay. and oils. I mean, I think fat Plants is a scary have fat. word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, like an apricot oil is a really lightweight 
oil and it's the fatty acid composition that I always look at what is the composition of the fatty acids in that plant oil and how will it nourish your skin. And so I think a lot of us are learning, a lot of people who do the keto diet and that are learning how nourishing fats can mm-hmm. be. And instead of using petroleum-based products, which I think a lot of us heard the that some of the lip balms would coat your lips, but really kind of dry them underneath and make yeah. you need them more frequently. Yes. Is and that true? I mean, I'm not out to, to do damage to anyone else's products, oh, but I would on, say it's the not the most durable <laughs> lip balm for okay. you to use. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's going to run out and you're, it's going to be just as dry underneath, but okay. so to you, to be using something that is actually replenishing and nourishing and not stripping further causing you to need to apply it yeah. sooner. So really replacing a lot of petroleum based products, which leave a nice like coat. It's almost like saran wrap on your skin and saran wrap feels nice and And there's kind of a glossy touch to it, but doesn't allow your skin to breathe and it doesn't allow, you know, things to get in and out. Okay. So um, the core of all of our recipes is that there is a nourishing plant-based oil inside all of them. Okay. Yeah. So at what point did you move then into the market? Into, oh, the market. Yes, in, yes. Only, Is that the first, like, storefront space that you had? Yes. Okay. So this, so imagine, like, being married six months and saying, honey, I accidentally started a business, like, <laughs> in our home. You know, and this Call your as, mother and she'll explain <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I said to him, I was like, this is your mom's fault. She started right. all of this. So it started as one shelf in our kitchen. And then my husband had, like, a man cave. You know, I moved here from downtown Chicago. Okay. Back to the Quad Cities. And he had had um, a home in Milan and that's and that's what we've made our home and he had this great man cave and I took over the whole thing like little bit by little bit Mm -hmm. like first a little counter space and then just the whole basement so that's where it was and my husband was actually complaining about me at the right time at the right place um, to a group of guy friends. He's like, it's taking over the whole place. I think they might have said something like, hey, how's Lillian Pine doing? He's like, it's taking over my whole house and really and truly it was (laughs) Sadie couldn't even go in her own basement and um he's like oh well my son-in-law just bought a castle in downtown Moline you know I think there's one spot left would a thousand square feet be enough whoa (laughs) Denise we signed that lease so fast I mean we met the landlords and we're like we sort of heard like the angels singing when you Mm -hmm. walk into our space it's just windows yes like, just windows it's just there's some there was a glorious feeling when we saw it and we signed that lease and you've fast. been there so you can feel the yes. spirit of collaboration and entrepreneurial <clears throat> spirit with the market the studio purpose the bakery there is so much happening yeah well it, it you walk in there and it feels like you're in a restaurant kitchen almost because it has that that busy factory sort of a vibe, <laughs> you would think that you were making muffins in there. Oh. We also want to start incorporating diner talk into the production <laughs> yeah. space. You know, we want to like fill orders with, with diner talk. Yeah. So we haven't gotten there yet, but maybe we'll <laughs> put an Instagram video of us doing diner talk to... And as we look back, a lot happened between Katie starting the business yeah. and moving into the Spotlight Theater and Event Center she started her business, they had a baby, then she was approached by a, 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 an established soap company in Iowa called Iowa Naturals, who was ready to sell. She's oh, very wow. I want to buy us out. Yeah. <laughs> I was pregnant. 
And by the way, I realize I didn't answer your question. We moved there there in March, okay. right before Katie opened the market. Okay. And yes. So, so sorry you're coming up. You're coming up on one year. We are coming up on one year. Yes. Okay. So as my mom said, so she was invited to purchase another soap company. Yeah. She's very pregnant. Just launched this business. Uh-huh. And she said no, and they came back for around two, and she said yes. So in December of 2017, she bought another business. So you know what I call that, mm. right? I call that pregnant ambition. <laughs> we agree to things. We agree to things that we shouldn't, especially when mm. we're like late, late yeah. pregnancy. And then we're like, Abs- I can definitely do that do also. This. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you had pregnant ambition and you agreed yeah. to buy this business. It w- it, Denise, it was like I had triplets. I oh swear. My and so I said no right away. My husband wanted to say yes to the first offer to buy Iowa Naturals, which by the way, Iowa Naturals was like when I was first even considering taking this from being a hobby to a full-time job, I had a short list of people I really looked up to and Iowa Naturals was like at the top. And shortly after we launched Lillian Pine, um, Iowa Naturals was on the front page of the Quad Mm -hmm. City Times and my parents were like, this should be you. And I was like, no, but I'm happy for them. Like it was started by this woman, Jill Sidney, who her son and I were in kindergarten together. I love her. She's like my soap hero. And um, she was ready to retire and sold it to a couple that like my husband and I have totally a couple crush on them. Nate and Elise Billany, her and I were in Rotary together in our corporate life. And I just love her. And when she approached me, I was like, Elise, I'm pregnant and I can't even like keep up with orders on Etsy to my aunts. Like, yeah. I, no, like I can't do this. And my husband was sad. He's like, I can't believe you're passing up the chance to own Iowa Naturals. But I just felt like I didn't know what it was going to be like to okay. have a baby. And like you said, then pregnant ambition. I had this baby. I was like, yeah. I know how to change a diaper. I got this. Yep. Like, let's definitely <laughs> buy a business for our first retail season. And then we'll do their retail season too. They only have 20 years worth of customers. Like, oh my gosh. This would be fine. This would be fine. So, so she buys a business. And now so we bought January. the business. We moved the business into our home, Denise, 10 days before Christmas. And we didn't also think to like put the boxes in order of like their contents. We just wanted to like get the U-Haul back yeah. in time. So uh, the next day, like orders are coming in and I had to open sometimes 120 boxes to fill an order oh because toner was here. Some soap was there. Some this. Was, I mean, it was it was insane. So I have one year, full year of sleep that I need to catch up on at some point. <laughs> Best of luck <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> so then at what point does your daughter come along? Oh, she came along in the middle, uh, okay. all of that. So I wow. had her in August. We were approached in July. Okay. I had her in August. Uh-huh. We signed the paperwork to take over Iowa Naturals yeah, 10 days before Christmas. So I came back from maternity leave to like my business and someone else's. Oh my gosh. And it was like a six month old adopted a college kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, why were we qualified to run this 20? We weren't, but we, we did a great job. We did, did a, a really great job. job. I don't know how we did it. Um, how did, how it. did you do it? I mean, what I stands out? Uh, you know what? It takes a village to yeah. do most things, I would say. And so, like, my Aunt Linda, um, who's a hairstylist, she's had Thursdays off forever. And she would come over and hold my baby so I could just pour soap for three hours or... 
you know, Jill Sidney, the the creator of Iowa Naturals, would come over and answer like a long list of questions I had. Or, you know, Nate and Elise, my husband was amazing. The amount of times I've run up to him when he's like trying to take a nap and I'm like, smell this. <laughs> Does it make your skin feel silky? <laughs> you know? It's just in the, in the amount of time that he has put in answering questions like that and also fixing our printers. My parents, I mean... The, my mom had an illustrious career at St. Ambrose, just a very wonderful career in the office of the president. And she, um, we had agreed she was going to retire. And I, I won't take away your story, but. Well, I was going to retire and, and rock that baby every yeah, day. Yeah. And, um, so I did. I retired then at the end of January, February 1st of 2018. And, you know, we got to spend some time with Sadie and make a little soap. <laughs> it was perfect. And within 10 days, we got a call from Isabel Well, I don't think Bloom. it was a full 10 days, Maybe. was it? It was Maybe less not. than that. The memory's a little fuzzy. Yeah. And they w were interested in talking to us about our product. Wow. So we go in, and, and Kitty and I have this practice of saying, when we go into a meeting, this would be a good meeting if. And we thought... This would be a good meeting if we can be of service to them and maybe we'll get another meeting. Yeah. Well, to be of service to all involved was yeah. what we said. So Isabel Bloom was in the process of expanding their line into Isabel Bloom Home Accents and they wanted some locally made product. So we left and they said, sure, yes, we would like your product. And we're like, okay, good. We can put a few things in your showroom. And <laughs> within a month, we were putting product in all of their showrooms. We didn't know what happened to us at that point. Wow. But we were very grateful to Isabel Bloom because, like Isabel Bloom herself, who really never intended to start a business, she just mm -hmm. loved to make sculptures. Mm -hmm. We followed her path in, in the most unknowing, unplanned way. Well, and in, in the email, you described this Isabel Bloom moment as the game changer. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the thing that, mm -hmm. that changed everything for you guys. Mm -hmm. It did. So is that when you become a full-on partner? Four days a week, but I still have Sadie on Friday. Yeah, yeah. of course, yes. of course. <laughs> so, Denise, I totally lied to my mom. I was like, come retire and work at William Pine. It's so much fun. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll play with the baby. We'll make the soap. It'll be a total, like homestead situation you know the women and the soap and the baby oh how sweet you know and then like a week into it I'm like just kidding Sadie's going to full-time daycare and I'm gonna need you to get your desk set up you know because we gotta go yeah we gotta rock and roll on this and she's like wait uh, I'm here to play with my granddaughter I'm like oh right. I'm sorry so now I'm learning a new job and you know I had a, an awesome experience at St. Ambrose just loved it I mean our whole family loved it and we still do but I had a pretty good team of people I worked with, so I'd be like, where are our people? <laughs> I, I can't find anything. <laughs> right. I don't know how to open a computer file here. I let them, yeah. So it was this huge learning curve. So Katie and her husband, Nathan, were so patient because I'm now inserted full-time into their home. They're newlyweds. They have a new baby, and, and God bless my son-in-law. He was very patient as we were trying to figure this out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what would you say, what's your dynamic working together? Because, I mean, it's definitely a role reversal. You know what I mean? Daughter, kind of the boss of mom. Right. How does that go? Hmm. So it's been interesting, and it's not been without challenge. Yeah. But I would say, for one, if anybody would, I would love to see my 16-year-old face. If somebody would say, <laughs> hey, little girl, not only are you going to move back to the Quad Cities someday, you little big shot, but um, you're going to 
make soap with your mom and this whole thing will have been your idea i would have been like no you love yeah. this is like mistaken identity like not me yeah. i'm moving away forever and family business no thank you yeah and this was all my idea for us to work together and so this was not something that this was not supposed to be our lives so one I think sometimes we like pinch ourselves because we're like oh my gosh we get to do this you know for a long time I lived out of the country you know like my mom thought I was going to be like a Peace Corps volunteer for the rest of my life and I they would it would be long distance calls forever yeah you know and I was showing no interest in in making her grandmother I just wanted to travel travel, travel. And, um, so the fact that we get to spend this amount of time together, Denise is a total blessing. And the dynamic I would say was more challenging in the beginning, but what we've gotten out of that has been worth every challenge. I would say we've always been close. Like I could be in Japan and have the flu and I would still call my mom because I, I needed my mom when I was sick, Yeah, but we've always had like a pretty, post high school, a pretty polite well, high relationship. Yeah. yeah. Yep. High school is no. just a write off. Um, a really polite relationship. Like we're not the like call each other out type of mom and daughter okay. relationship. And so sometimes as business partners, you need to like call BS on each other. Mm-hmm. You need to disagree. You need to say absolutely not. Or what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. And, um, that was so hard for us. I would say like the first full year we worked together if we had to have moments like that I know we've talked about it later we both go home and like replay it in our heads like did I hurt her feelings did she hurt my feelings like if so is it all okay there were some team meetings where I I was crying and she was crying and I'm like as long as you know we're okay you know and we worked like any new business we were working long hours trying to get this thing off the ground Mm -hmm. and still trying to figure out you know how we're working together we're now spending more time with each other than we have spent in years. Yeah. So podcasts like yours, we're listening to them, you know, how to do this, how to do that. And then we're doing the Enneagram and figuring out our styles. Yes. <laughs> and then we okay, do, what number are you? Uh, I'm helper, whatever that is. Uh, number two. Number two? I, yes. What are you, Katie? Seven. I'm, I'm a three. I'm a three. Yeah, the achiever. The ch- achiever. I know. Yeah, and but threes. Really, I mean, the like thing I like about being three face. is that um, threes hate being threes. Like threes despise <laughs> the fact that they're threes, and that's to me, me in a nutshell for sure. <laughs> I'm a three, but I hate that I'm a three. Um, but it's it, so helpful then because yes. you, know, you can see why this is used in businesses, so mm-hmm. people understand. Yeah, the respect of one another. That you know, it doesn't become so personal. Yeah, even though it is personal. <laughs> What's your right. second? Um, four. Which is the individual? Um, uh, we have I it. I think I have my cheat sheet here. I'm um, a four, four and then I sometimes helper, a two. Right? Yeah, I'm so impressed. You guys should see the, the notes individual. that she has in front of her. Yeah. This <laughs> is so great. When she first started at Lillian Pine, she's like, "Where's the file for this or that?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't believe in uh, printing things, <laughs> you know." <laughs> Like we're going to have files. We're going to have files. Yeah. And so. And we're still working at it. Yeah. Just last week, I was reading an article by Martha Beck, who writes for Oprah. And she was talking about learning styles and cognitively, you know, how we think. I get that. But she talked about cognitive learning styles. And that's actually how you get things done. Okay. You know, 
Are you the implementer? Well, that's Katie. There are four styles, and implementer is one of them. She is the Rachel Ray of our kitchen. I can assist. I can hand her a tool. I can read a recipe. But she is brilliant in making these recipes and products. Keep going. I'm, the, <laughs> I'm going to. And then I'm the organizer. If a file needs to be created or labeled, if we need to find things, that's how we work. And it's so helpful then to figure out how those styles, we can make it work together. Well, I think what we, they, they said there were like two different animals that they would describe as far as the doing. And I remember you wrote me a letter. I was like at a retreat in college or something. And you said, you've always had an eagle eye view. And that meant a lot to me. And that stuck with me. I was like, oh, that's nice. I have an eagle eye view. Um, and you had said that last week that um, we, we said that you have like the crouching tiger like mm -hmm. eye, like if there's a contract to be read or an e sometimes I'll get an email. I'm like, mom, I need you to read that and tell me what it really says because <laughs> yeah. my head is somewhere else right now. And so she has that crouching tiger discerning ability to approach a task. And then maybe I do have more of the far away eagle eye view on something. And so you put the two together and, you know, we do a pretty good job, but it makes it sound like I'm the creative and she is more like the executive. And I would say there's a lot of times where I ask her, I'm like, mom, we need to do something with our hallway. And like, she has an ability to design and decorate and put color palettes together and, and do things that I just don't have a real talent for. And I'm like, I'll be reworking the chemistry on this recipe while you put together, you know, the colors for our hallway. So we're, we're, a lot of the same things, but never at the same time. And yeah, it just always, very does complimentary. It always does this automatic dance, you know, that we're finding. So the, the challenges, I would say, are farther and fewer in between. Mm -hmm. But I would do it all again because we've gotten now this relationship where we can call each other out and still sleep at night. Like, I can, yeah, we can totally mm -hmm. say, I don't think so. Or no, mm -hmm. no. And not have to spend an hour explaining how I don't mean to hurt your feelings. Yeah. We can move on. It's yeah. such a blessing for us, it you is. know. What we, do you take from your relationship with your mom that you want to bring to your relationship with your daughter? Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> let's say um, there's... I should suffer, like, high self-esteem because my mom has always had this way of seeing... She sees the best in people. It's just like the lens that she has. I love walking through life next to my mom because she catches like the sunny side of the street in people and things and in places. And she's done that for her children. She, I mean, I would come home sometimes with like a C on a test. She'd be like, but I bet you tried because I know you love that class. And I might have been thinking in my head like, no, I didn't. But like, that was so nice that you thought yeah. that, you know. And then next time it did make me want to try because my mom thought that about me. And okay. I want to bring that into Sadie's life, you know, to see the best in her and show the best in her. Because, you know, there was sometimes a delayed reaction between what my mom tried to instill in me and what mm -hmm. I lived out, you know, some gap years. But... Um, th those things always stuck with me. And there was always that self-fulfilling prophecy that yeah. happens. And So how much of that was on purpose, do you feel like? Do you feel like that's what you set out to do and who you wanted to be for your daughter? I'm just so curious because, you know, you just, you want... <sighs> 
I just I I think about my relationship with my parents and I don't want to go down scary road but but you know it's like there are things that you want to do and things you definitely don't want to Absolutely. do and and you want it to turn out a certain way so it's yeah. like how the heck do you get a daughter like Katie <laughs> who speaks of her mother the way that Aww. she does you know like how like how do I make this happen for myself it's a little overwhelming Denise and um I think of my own mother, my own mother, and I think of her mother, because um, they were so close. And my grandmother just lived in our, literally in our backyard, and we learned to grow up with the golden rule. I mean, it was that simple, mm-hmm. Denise, that you treated people kindly. It, it was just a non-negotiable. I know that you know that. So I wish I could say that I intentionally mm-hmm. did all of these things. Um, And I have to say how much I admire you and Katie as mothers because you've opened up conversations among young mothers that we really didn't do in my generation. And I'll date myself, but I was a generation where children were seen and not heard, but always loved, always loved. Mm -hmm. You never, ever doubted that. And my friends and I now get together and we say, well, why didn't we talk more about this or that? Mm. That would have been so helpful. Yeah. And then we sit back and we say, well, thank God our daughters are doing it. So yeah. I wish I had a more specific answer for you. I just simply don't. I, I think it's just a lot. Mom, I think it's just who you are. <laughs> that, that's it's what I was going to say. I mean, you can't, you can't do anything on purpose if you're not just living it and breathing it yourself mm. anyway. You know, a lot of prayers, a lot of rosaries. Yeah, (laughs) it is a fun time to be a mom, though, Denise, isn't it? Like, yes, we're talking about all Mm -hmm. this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is that you do, but I I mean, I've only met Everett and Mm I I met Everett and I'm like, can he be Sadie's life coach? Like, (laughs) I have never seen a more just well behaved, just peaceful like he's just he was just like a little monk you know (laughs) how did you do that I I have two extremely calm and laid-back little boys and we used to think that Abram was really laid back and then Everett came and he just like really laid more back I don't know what I don't know what it is I like to think that hopefully that means that I'm a calming force in their life but then again, it's like that might be giving myself too much credit and they're just who they are and they would have been anyway. Um, I, they're, they're just the coolest little animals ever. And I just, I love seeing what's similar about them and what's different about them. And so I'm just so, I'm just so curious, especially because Abram, you know, is now three So now it's like I'm watching Everett with a different lens, you know, because you see the things that Abram did and how he did them. And you wonder, is it going to be the same? Is it going to be different? Um, But my gosh, they're the coolest. They're just the coolest. One thing I would say that I've noticed about you and my mom and I've talked about this before. I I'm can be a little bit sensitive and I can get a little bit nervous around people sometimes. Like I've said, there's some people who put me at ease and some people who put me on edge. Like, you know, the kind of people you you're about to run into them, you check your hair to make sure it looks okay or mm-hmm. that your outfit isn't stupid or something that those type of people yeah. that sometimes you get just a little too aware of yourself. And, you know, you're like this gorgeous, like successful person that should totally like, put me um, not necessarily at ease. I should be like checking my outfit to make sure there's no stain before I'm around you. But you're somebody who totally, from the minute I met you, I felt at ease around you. And I love 
being around people who put me at ease and like it's what I hope to bring to the table is to put people at ease but you yeah like for as gorgeous and successful as you are you shouldn't make people feel that at ease so I imagine that's, your kids are getting a really it from nice you. compliment thank you well, that's really yeah. very kind of you I mean I mean it. if I was on edge I would be too nervous to say it so <laughs> well, thank you very very much can we um can we talk um a little bit more about the products we're gonna yeah. um, of course. All right, oh, so only all day you guys are the coolest because you brought me a bag of really cool <laughs> stuff but I I wanted to um to bring out my favorite one and so I got this balm um, a long time ago, gosh, a couple months ago now, and I leave it at my desk at work. So this is this is the body balm, and the way that you described it to me when I bought it was that it's like your thickest and richest mm-hmm. lotion that you have, and it comes in a little rolly stick. And I picked the marigold and lemon scent because I just love things that smell clean. Um, and I leave it at my desk at work because I always get the itchy legs in the middle of my work day. Mm. And so I just slide mm-hmm. it on and then I don't have to like do like an elaborate rubbing routine, you know, yep. at my desk because that's awkward for people. So, um, so yeah, I just, this is just one of those things that just stays at my desk oh, and so I just slather it on and I just love the body balm. That's I'm my so favorite glad. product that you guys it's have. So convenient. Yes, it, it that's is. It's exactly what it is. And it you said it well. It's our level three moisturizer. Yeah. It's waterless. And it my favorite thing about it, and that's what makes it so convenient, is it's a hands-free applicator. So yes. instead of like taking off all your rings, like you have gorgeous rings. If you've ever seen Denise's oh gosh, rings, thanks. like I wouldn't put <laughs> lotion on with those rings on. Um, and so I like to be able to apply the the balm around my hands because I'm a frequent hand washer at work and yeah. it's just such an easy application if you need to sneak on some leg moisturizer yes. but you don't want to be seen doing it you can it looks like you could bend over and pick something up that you dropped and mm-hmm. you can just take one little glide down your leg and it's applied and that's it I love using the foot balm because um, I don't necessarily want to like touch my feet a lot unless I've like just showered. Like, I I don't know why I'm sure they're clean, but you know, (laughs) you just don't want to like spend a lot of, you want to wash your hands after. So the foot balm is a hands-free application as well. And I just, I love it, especially for the parts that are really dry. And often Denise will get comments like yours where people will leave product on their desk or in their home opened and not necessarily use them, yeah. but just enjoy the fragrances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this, like, when I put this on, I do feel like I kind of, like, you know, revived, mm-hmm. you know, your your scent for the day because, you know, at the, towards the end of the day, you don't feel like as, you know, fresh and go get them anymore. Well, so you're doing the news, what, at 5, 6, yeah. and 10? Yeah, <laughs> so by 10 o'clock, it's like you really need, like, a nice citrusy shot in the arm. And the marigold and lemon, the two essential oils in that are lemongrass and cedarwood, and both okay. are supposed to have an antidepressant quality. The lemongrass really? is, is known to be a happy maker, and so, like, a lot of women with post postpartum yeah. will seek out lemongrass because it's just like an instant happy maker. Yeah. I know I've been like sad or bummed about some things once at work and just opened one up just to help. I'm a seven, so yeah. I don't like to feel <laughs> pain for too long. And so that's good for me. <laughs> well, I'm, I feel like essential oils are having a moment for sure. People are really discovering how scent, mm-hmm. um, you know, impacts their mood. And, um, Which is am- amazing that it's a moment because it's yeah. an ancient ritual. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you there. No, but, but truly, I mean, I'd never heard of essential oils until like a year ago. You know, that's not a thing mm-hmm. that I really heard too much about. But And you tell a wonderful story about that with one of our products about how Cleopatra used a scent. Oh, yeah. Cleopatra being the modest, you know, character yeah. in history that she was used to soak 
the sails of her ships in jasmine often really yes seriously and various essential oils like lavender and so when she approached um an upcoming harbor people could smell that she was coming long before they could see her ship because wow. you know the so they do have a long place in history right isn't that what we'd all oil. want and to be though is she to had like already seduced like most of the yeah. people there to like tether her ship Oh my gosh, I would love it if, yeah, <laughs> someone knew that I was coming because the smell of jasmine was the like... The market price must yeah. have been so much better than it is now because no one can soak a sale, even if you own doTERRA. <laughs> um, so you guys also brought some of this rose water, which is one of my favorite face products right now mm-hmm. because, especially because I wear so much makeup during the day, like you need that mist to get that like mattified feeling mm-hmm. off of your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rose water that you guys make is amazing. Thank you. Um, ooh, pear tree sugar scrub. So this is the sh- sugar scrub that started it all. Yes. <laughs> yes, and we just came up with a new recipe and I actually Oh my gosh, cried that smells wonderful. Because, you know, like these, these products we made and this sugar scrub was extra special to me because it was my mother-in-law's recipe but now that we're you know these things ship in wholesale shipments sometimes and we created more of a whipped texture and okay but to move away from that original recipe like yeah i i definitely cried and then i tried the new recipe and i'm like oh my god this is amazing yeah and i'm over it (laughs) what i mean what does your mother-in-law think about lillian pine is she like she's she's just gotta be so proud too not letting her pay for things she's like when are you gonna stop giving me such a steep (laughs) discount just because of the story i'm like never never and you can't stop me giving you discounts that's amazing you know she's just this lovely um she's this lovely intelligent woman and I got so lucky to have fallen in love with my husband but the fact that we love each other's families that I mean we're like how much luckier can you get and you know we got married a little later and we didn't really see this coming and so you know um yeah I really struggled with my in-laws I mean I got a, a husband and a business out of out of this relationship. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And we love them so much because if someone loves your daughter possibly as much as you do, mm-hmm. life is good. Well, you know, because everyone's always afraid that they're going to have, you know, the the monster-in-law and that, you know, mother-in-laws get such a bad rap, but mm-hmm. somehow the heavens opened and brought me a great one also. Oh. So, yeah, I I know what it's like to have like a mother-in-law who's like your own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the coolest relationship. It's it feels special. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It does. What's next for Lillian Pine, gals? Well, we, it's very timely for you to ask because we have a strategic planning meeting on Wednesday. Oh, wow. There's no agenda, next. but we'll make one. Certainly yeah. holiday. Well, you're going to bring holiday. your files. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes. So, so strategic planning ahead yes. of the holidays. Yep. So one thing that was a big um, strategic shift for us was we went to Camp Climb this summer. And um, if you ever want a great guest on your show, Emma Hicks and Mariah Danielson. She is on my list. Absolutely. Yeah, you're going to love that. I keep hearing about Camp Climb and I've never been. So I have like major FOMO about it, you know, because I feel like I feel like everyone who's like making things happen goes to Camp Climb. Uh, It's some real doers that go. And I mean, it's just so impressive to see people putting real businesses together and, you know, to it 
it was a it was a powerful time for us and right now i'm part of just the mini mastermind and one of our tasks today from our call was give your your week some shape so like label your days and it was nice because every day i mean sometimes you just go and there's your to-do list and here's what has to be mm-hmm. done and and I said, sometimes it feels like we can be waitresses just taking orders and filling them, you know, and we need to really stop and say, okay, where are we driving mm-hmm. this business instead of just mm-hmm. checking tasks off lists. And so um, that was an amazing task that came out of our mastermind call today it was like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is production plus something else like okay. Monday is production plus social media, Tuesday production plus accounting or stock take of our inventory. Wednesday is production and communications. Thursday is the day that we're open as a shop. So that is just like our fun day. I'm totally putting a cash register on my Christmas wish list, which has been on her list since she was four. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. From Fisher Price to like Apple products. Yes. I think I know which (laughs) one you're talking about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's like just our fun and flex day to open our doors and be a shop. And then Friday, we'll still figure out that's the day Katie's unsupervised at Lillian Pine. And so sometimes my mom comes in on Monday and the whole place is rearranged. She's like, what happened? And how do I find things again? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, what's next is us, you know, kind of being able to take a moment to stop and say, where are we going with this business? Mm -hmm. So we'll get back to you. So that. it's a stay tuned. Yeah. Exactly. For now, we're very much just guests on your podcast. Like, <laughs> that's what it's all about at this moment. Well, my us. dozens of listeners <laughs> are going to love. Hey, hey guys. Hey, you and you and you. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Lilyandpine.com. We do free shipping over 35 and we ship fast and free for most orders. Most orders are over 35. And then all the Isabel Bloom locations. Okay. And then, of course, at the market, Wednesday through Sunday, we have a little um, shop on the first floor. And then on Thursdays, you can come and meet us. And we do touring and shopping on Thursdays from 10 to 6 um, on the second floor inside the Spotlight Theater building right next door to the market. And you're also active on social media? We we are now. Yeah. 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 So uh, on Instagram, it's just Lillian Pine. Um, yes, Instagram, it's Lily um, underscore and underscore. Okay. Pine. And Underscores. then on Facebook, too. Mm-hmm. We share a lot of it to Facebook. So, Is there yes. anything else that you girls wanted to talk about that I'm forgetting to, to ask? Oh, man. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. We have. We have this covered been a lot of so ground. so much fun to be a part I feel like you guys have injected like a big dose of happy positivity <sighs> into my day. Oh, That's just the marigold lemon talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's intoxicating. I would just like to take a moment to thank you so much, Denise, just for being awesome and giving us this podcast. I can't wait to keep hearing the seasons that you'll put out there. Mm-hmm. And I would really like to take a chance to thank the people who have made this happen. My mom, yeah. I'm so grateful to you, mom, for this. And my husband, um, he's probably turned turning red if he's listening. I, I just love him and could not have done this without his belief and support. There were times when I, when I said, this is so hard. Why don't I just put back together my resume and go find a job? And he was like, no, like, you know, there were moments where he believed in this, where I was so sleep deprived, I couldn't. And, you know, he's really the reason that we have gotten to where we have gotten. And my dad, you know, it's, and my brother and they've just, everybody in our family has made this such a family effort. 
It's been a lovely family and friend mm -hmm. environment. I, yeah. I love how much our family supports us. And now we brought our friends into it. They are our unpaid volunteers. <laughs> yeah, we have so a big custom fun. order. Her friends who are now retired come in for the day and we turn on music and we get Cafe Fresh and we assemble gift boxes and it's awesome. That's really cool. So thank you for letting us be yes. of service today. And thank you for all that you do to be of service to our community. Well, I feel weird saying you're welcome because <laughs> I don't feel like I'd do anything. Well, Moana <laughs> has no problem with it. <laughs> or Maui. Yeah. You ladies are wonderful. This was such a great conversation. Thank and you. seriously, holiday gifts, stocking stuffers, Lillian Pine. Our gift boxes is the place. are incredible. Yes. We love putting them together. So please shop our holiday boxes. They'll range from $20 to $60. So it meets any price point for a gift exchange. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed you. this conversation with Katie and Kathy from Lillian Pine. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to On a Mother Level from the Tribune Audio Network. Tribune Audio Network.